Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. It is my great pleasure now to welcome to the show a dancer, an artist, now also a movie star, a director, an all-round auteur, Michael Flatley. Good morning, you're very welcome. Uh, good morning, uh, Brendan. Listen, Happy New Year, mate, to you and all of your uh, fans and listeners. Thank you very much and Happy New Year to you too, Michael. Um, how are you? Um, yeah, pretty good, I have to say, uh, considering I got a lot of miles on me, but I'm feeling pretty good. Where did you spend Christmas? Oh, uh, Castle Hyde in Cork. We had a beautiful Christmas. My son was off for uh, for the whole time and he's still with me. I'll take him back to school now on Monday. And uh, we had a little couple of little trips, one down to Killarney and then down to Dingle, two of my favourite places to go. We just had a wonderful time as a family. And uh, so, you know, we needed the break and I'm just uh, so delighted to have him home with us. Yeah, I bet. And is so is is Fermoy still the sanctuary that you would call home and come back to despite, you know, that you live here and there in Monte Carlo and that? Yeah, it is. I mean, listen, I, I, I live mostly in Monte Carlo, but uh, Fermoy is home. I mean, it's such a wonderful town. The people here are just so lovely and welcoming. And uh, anytime we go into town, we can stop for a chat in any one of the shops. Everybody is so kind and they do a lot of great work. Uh, an awful lot of great work. Uh, the, we yesterday saw the first responders, the people that work in St. Patrick's Hospital, and they're the people that go out to homes if there's any problem before the ambulance even gets there. They're the people on the scene to look after whoever's in trouble. There's so many good people there at St. Patrick's, and uh, yeah, it's a great community. It's a wonderful community. We're blessed to, le- to live here and be part of it. And do they, they just, uh, I'm, I'm getting, they just treat you like a, a member of the community, like the, so you can, you, you walk around and people just say, hi, Michael, and it's all very casual, is it? Yeah, it is. It's really, really wonderful. Well, I've been here now, Brendan, for over 20 years now, and uh, so they're probably fed up looking at me at this point. But, <laughs> I bet but they're it, not. It is. It's wonderful to call it home. It's a blessing. And, yeah. you know, we wake up in the morning, a beautiful crisp morning. The rowers from the Formoy Rowing Club are coming up the river every morning, sometimes in the mist. And it's a beautiful sight. It's a great place to be. I gather you take a swim in the river as well, do you? Yes, I do, in fact. I love that. I think it's really good for, for the body and certainly good for my old legs. Uh, it, I'm not going to lie, it can be a bit cold. Uh, Christmas morning was very cold, uh, but um, but I do love to do that. And uh, that's one of the reasons I live in, in Monte Carlo, because the, I can get into the sea every day. And that's really, really good for the old joints, you know. I bet. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of Christmas, Michael, you, you can tell me now, do you still like a party or are you very sensible these days now? Oh, I'm terrible. I, I, I'm st- I still believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like to have people over. Yeah, uh, usually at Christmas we have a Christmas party. And I'm, uh, I think I'm more of a Christmas guy than New Year's. Uh, but, uh, but we still uh, uh, celebrate a little bit at New Year's. And in fact, last night, two of our best friends in the world came down. I believe you know Dave Egan from Dublin. He used to own Lilies and, and Bursells and all those places. Lovely, lovely couple of me. So we had a really, really... Good night last night. Yeah, yeah. Do do you slightly have the sounds of a good night last night? Am I detecting a slight uh, hoarseness in the voice there, Michael Flatley? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said no. Uh, you know, we uh, we saw the sun come up and we had a great time. Okay. And, uh, 
Those are uh, they're rare but great nights with dear friends, and that's what life is all about. Fantastic. Well, look, you can go back to bed uh, after this now, but let's have a chat for a while first. Now, Lord of the Dance is back on the road, and we'll get to that. But you know what? One of the things I did over Christmas was I watched your movie Blackbird, probably one of the most talked about movies of last year. And actually, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, it was a great Christmas kind of movie uh, in that James Bond kind of style. It was a perfect thing with a full belly and a box of uh, miniature heroes. <laughs> well, listen, I'm delighted and flattered that you liked it, uh, uh, Brendan. And, uh, you know, uh, while it wasn't meant to be James Bond, uh, it's very flattering to hear uh, that, that those words used in association with it. But, you know, um, I have been uh, getting messages, uh, and I'm not just saying it's from hundreds of people. They all loved the movie, and a lot of young people loved the movie. And I was in a pub in Dingle there last uh, a few days ago, and my God, so many people came over, and they were all talking about having gone to see the movie, and that made me very happy. It's, yeah, I made the movie for the average person, and yeah, the average yeah. person seems to love it, and that means the world to me. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people underestimate your sense of humour. Like, you're clearly, you're enjoying yourself in the movie and you like a good one-liner, don't you? There's that scene where you dance with this woman who's an old friend in front of her husband and you dance with her and then she says, aren't you going to say anything? And you say, I just did. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It was a good one. You you know, listen... uh, Movies are funny. There was more cut out than there was left in there. But I'll tell you about Blackbird, which was more important for me. I hired so many people that desperately needed to start in the movie business. And I gave them all a chance. And uh, I'm very, very proud of that. And, of course, I hired many of my friends from Barbados. I had a home in Barbados for many, many years. I got them all in the movie to the best of my ability. And we did the best we could in the time we had. Uh, and, and we got through it. it. You know, life is about I've often said this, but life is about just getting up and trying and going for things. It's just about going for it. And uh, I know from the exposure that it got in America that people in L.A. love it. And that's important to me. It's nice to know that, you know, that that people embrace the work. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Of course, it did help that it was set in Barbados. Um, it, it helped watching it in the middle of winter, seeing those the lovely scenes. But it did strike me that if you're going to make a movie, do it in Barbados with all your buddies yeah. and a bunch of beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're not wrong. That's for sure. You know, I shot that in. Uh, I, we uh, took over that club restaurant for for uh, uh, ten days or something, and for all many 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 years, I would walk down those stairs into that club. Uh, it's and the say cliff, to myself, is it? Is God, it the cliff is it? It's called the, the cliff, cliff yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. And it's called the cliff, and I would go down there, and every time I'd walk in, I used to say, "My God, somebody." needs to make a movie here. Never did I dream it would be me. Uh, But when I was looking for an exotic location, we looked at Malta, we looked at a lot of places. And I just thought, no, 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 no. Remember that every time you said that. So I brought it back home to Barbados where I'm very comfortable and I know so many people. And they were just great. They were just really wonderful. We had a great time shooting it. We laughed our sides sick uh, uh, off uh, camera. And then we worked hard on camera. A lot of those scenes were shot in the middle of the night. I, I did a poker scene there with Eric Roberts. I mean, what a superstar. And I'd never been in a film in my life, and he's been in about 400 of them. And we had to do that at 3 in the morning. I could hardly see him by the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but, 
you know, very, very rewarding. I loved every second. Yeah. I noticed Patrick Bergen didn't get to go to Barbados at all. Was he put out by that? Was He was only in the, the Cork scenes and the London scenes, wasn't he? Do you know what? I was so blessed. I have to say thanks to Patrick Bergen. He's a superstar. And, you know, it was so kind of him to come and do that role for me. And naturally, the, the first time we had him here, we, he shot the uh, funeral scene for us. And, and then he did the back of the Bentley. And, and he's just out on his own. His mm. his character, his I remember his diction every time he spoke was perfect in, in the phone box in London. We were so lucky to have him, and it, I'm kicking myself now that I didn't have him way more in the film, but when you're flying at 100 miles an hour trying to get it done, trying to get it in on budget, trying to get the whole thing done, there just wasn't enough time this time around, but there'll be more. When you say this time around, there'll be more, so is there a, is there a sequel in the offing? Well, I've been offered a couple of things, uh, Brendan. I'm taking a look at it now, but I also want to spend a lot more time with my wife and son. And uh, if if God guides me to it, I will do it. Um, there's certainly something that I'm working on right now, and I've got my eyes on. It's not a sequel. It's something different. But you never know where life takes us. But the main thing is, and I say this for all your listeners, mm-hmm. you must somewhere in your heart have something that you've always wanted to do. Get up and do it. Yeah. That's yeah. the key. Just go for it. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, some of the uh, critics were not so nice. Some of them, that they can say, people can say whatever they want about it. But it's what do you think of it? And it's how do you believe in it? And how hard are you willing to work for the success? And as I say, the most important thing to me is that the average person loved it. And that makes me so proud. Yeah. You know, the actress Helena Bonham Carter, I always think of what her mother told her about the critics. Uh, it's none of your business what they think. And that's it, isn't it? You can't live your life to please other people, can you? Never. Brendan, that's so true. You cannot. And you can never let that stop you, no matter what it is. No great thing was ever accomplished by the fear of what other people are going to think or say. You know, and that's, I think that's the most important thing that we should be passing on to the younger generation. Get up and go for it. The Irish have conquered the world in every single uh, uh, possible uh, place that they've ever gone. And, and they've done that not by fear, but yeah. by getting up and being proud, being brave, being proud to be Irish and going after their dream. We should all do that. Do you, have we become a bit more cynical and negative in Ireland these days, do you think, Michael? No, I don't think I have, no. Uh, Gosh, I hope I'm not coming off sounding. No, not you. I mean, has has Ireland, has the temperature here, when you say about that we used to go off full of self-belief, conquering the world, have we we lost that kind of positivity and optimism a bit? Yeah? No, I don't think so, Brendan. No, no. I mean, in fact, um, I am right now praying for Colin Farrell and... and, 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 um, Brendan Gleeson for their new movie. I think they're going to win those Oscars. I think they're going to take Hollywood down, and I'm praying for them. They're two superstars. Another example of uh, uh, lads that are not afraid to go out and and give it their best shot, and they were fantastic in that movie. Absolutely. That that uh, I didn't yeah. realize that Brendan was such a brilliant fiddle player. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I see he wrote that song, the the Banshees of yeah. Sharon, the the this song that he plays. And listen, one thing that struck me watching the movie though, like like Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson have been at it a long time. They've a lot of people around them making a movie like that who know what they're doing. You wrote yep. Blackbird, you starred in it, you directed it, and then you see everything that's involved in making a movie. Did you have to learn everything about making a film as you went along? 
Yes, I did. I'd never done it before, and I had to learn on the job and fast. But I believe, and no different than uh, than than the dance shows, uh, get up and do it. You'll find a way. If if you just go for it, you will find a way through it. And and I had great people around me, uh, Richie Bolger, a great man, and uh, uh, Glenn Kirby, and and a, a terrific uh, a DOP. I just had good people around me that helped to guide me. You know, listen, it's. It's nerve-wracking sitting across from Eric Roberts yeah. uh, in a tuxedo at a poker table, and he is, you know, one of the most uh, famous actors in Hollywood history. And uh, so it's it's not easy, but you just have to suck it up and get on with it. Yeah. And uh, and I'm delighted I did it, and I wouldn't shy down again. Whatever it takes, just go for it. I can't say that enough. Yeah, yeah. Still, though, it, I mean, that does take some confidence. Like, And I suppose the great thing about you is that you're not held back by self-doubt the way so many of us are. Well, I think if everybody, if you, I, I'm a big believer in God. I have great faith. Uh, not everything I'm going to do is, is perfect. And it certainly hasn't been in the past and it never will be. You just have to trust in God and, and put your faith in him and get out there and work hard and try your best. And if you do that, chances are things are going to turn out all right. Yeah. So do you think, is, is, does your faith give you that confidence? I was talking actually to your old comrade, uh, John McColgan, who's another man not really plagued with self-doubt. And he was saying that he got the self-belief from the mother. And he thinks that's where a lot of, uh, of, of Irish men get it from. Well, good for him. And uh, and probably that's one of the things that has contributed to his enormous uh, success. Uh, that's not too dissimilar to myself. My parents, my father was from County Sligo. My mother was from County Carlow. And both of those people worked their whole lives every day to support us in Chicago in those freezing cold Chicago winters. My God, uh, I'll never forget. I, I, I keep my father in my heart and my mother everywhere I go. Come on, you can do it. Let's finish this job. Clean up. Make sure it's perfect when you're done. Don't leave a mess. Make sure it's perfect when you're done. Every morning at 6 a.m., not 6.01, we were up. And that was just the way he ran his life. He, he never shied away from hard work. And he gave us the start. Uh, that gave us the opportunity to go on and to become yeah. a dancer and, and do the films. My Dear mother, God rest her, she just always wanted me to do films, whatever it is. She loved the dancing, but please, can you go and do movies? Please, can you go and do movies? So I'm delighted I did this. Whatever happens from here, uh, whatever God decides, I'm so delighted I did this. And then you think of that life you had growing up and, and, and you know, learning to be a grafter and how tough it was and everything. And I know it can be tricky for people who come from humble beginnings, become um very uh, wealthy and successful and everything, and then their own children have a very, very different upbringing to, to what they had themselves. Like Michael Jr. is having a very different upbringing in, in Monte Carlo to, to you or, or going to much more privileged schools than that, isn't he? Well, I suppose that's a fair statement. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, he's, he goes to school in Eton in England, so we have to fly back and forth all the time. But uh, so he does have a totally different lifestyle, but he's a, he's a worker. He uh, does very well in school, uh, and his, his, his mother is really good at making sure he does his homework and all that uh, kind of stuff. He, he's very good in that regard. But, you know, when I give him advice, I always yeah. uh, I give it to him with a, with a caveat that, listen, maybe I wasn't right, Michael. 
you know, maybe every decision I make, it's no point in me saying you have to do it this way. Let him make up his own mind. We have to trust in the young minds. We have to trust yes. in the young generation. And also, you have to trust in the genes. You know, um, if it's in him, his mother was a hardworking uh, a girl, Neve, and a fantastic dancer. And she worked so hard in that show with me. Uh, so I know he has it in him. What he does, that's that's his life. My job is to try and bring him up to the best of my ability, give him a good education, encourage him to go forward in life. And let's see where God takes him. Yeah. Does Monte Carlo must feel, living there must feel very far away from where you came from as well, is it? It surely is. Yeah. yeah you, you couldn't be further. But having said that, even as a young man, I used to, I'd be reading, uh, I used to read a lot, and I always dreamed that someday I could live in Monte Carlo. And uh, never, you know, for there was a quite a bit of time, I can promise, Brendan, when I grew up, uh, digging ditches alongside my father and my brother and the other lads. Uh, that was the furthest thing from my mind that could ever, I, I could never achieve that, I thought. But yeah. I kept on going, I kept on dreaming, and uh, little did I think that the hard work that my father made me do was the thing that was going to contribute most to my success in life. Never give up. Stop. Don't ever feel sorry for yourself. Never listen to what anyone else says. Get out there and do it. And that's the key. If you, the, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it's the way for most people. And is it a good life there? Yeah, it's a great life. I've got a lot of really good mates out there. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a small place. It's, it's very glamorous, but it's also very normal. A lot of good restaurants, which I like. And, and the big plus for me is getting into the sea every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, they, the, uh, as I said earlier, I've got a lot of miles on me. So, the, you know, my back and my legs are, are in ribbons. And so it's, it's just good to be able to do that every day. I'll tell you what, though. You say you've a lot of miles on. But I, I wanted to ask you something. There's, there's a scene in the movie, which I thought a little bit gratuitous in a way. Uh, but you're in front of a mirror and we saw your six pack. Was that, yeah. was, is that really your six pack? There was makeup involved there, was there? <laughs> yes, that's really me. I worked my ass off for wow. that. Excuse me. I worked my, uh, my, my yeah, tail yeah, off for that. Yeah. Um, but listen, I, I, we had young producers, uh, Richie Bolger, he, he's gifted, you know, cardboard gangsters and all those movies, Irish, a lot of Irish on set. And, uh, and as I said, Glenn Kirby and just a terrific team. And I hear you, but let's go went, back to the six pack now, because this is what men, men sure. with their dad bods around the country would want to know. So how, how do you well, keep that six pack? What's the regime? Well, well uh, it's hard work. Uh, yeah. I promise you, uh, when we were writing the script, Glenn Kirby said to me, you got to have a shirt off scene. <laughs> and I looked at him with my eyes uh, crossed saying, are you out of your mind? I'm, I'm, I'm older now, but I was, uh, I think I was nearly, either I was 60 or nearly 60 in that scene, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, wow. I worked hard. Yeah. I mean, I flew in a guy from Los Angeles. I, I, Richie will tell you, I ate, I ate out of plastic boxes what they prepared for me. Okay. A little tiny meal six times a day for better part of four months to prepare for that. I was in the gym every day. I did my road work every day like I used to do as a fighter. You just stick with it and keep going. You know, the main thing is just keep going, stick with it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. God, listen, when you tell me all the work that went into it, there should have been more of the six pack in the movie because it was a lot of work for a kind of a fleeting scene. Now, listen, Lord of the Dance is back. Uh, Massive world tour coming to the Borgosh Theatre in February and I think more dates being added all the time. It must be nice for everyone to have the show back on the road properly. 
It is. It's a dream. And after coming out of the uh, the COVID lockdowns, uh, the venues were all booked. I mean, we couldn't get a venue for love or money anywhere it, because all of the big bands were backed up. They okay, had to cancel yeah, dates. Yeah. So then all their se- the secondary groups, everybody had penciled in in case there's a cancellation. Then there's uh, third people in line, and we had to wait our turn. You know, but we lucky enough, uh, Joe Gallagher got us into Belfast there last May, and we had a fantastic week of shows there, sold out. And, and in fact, Joe Gallagher and Peter Aiken got us the board. Gosh, I have to say a big thank you to them for getting us those dates because it's so difficult to get. And in, in fact, also, it was Peter Aiken's father, Big Jim Aiken, God rest his soul, mm. that gave me my start in the business. I'll never forget that. What, what did he give you your start in? He, he's the one who promoted Lord of the Dance. Okay, yeah. Oh, so gave you yeah. the, the start at that point, yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. Yeah. I, is, I know you're at a different phase of things now and we have to let the young generation come through, but I wonder still at times, is it hard being around the show and not being the star of it and missing that, uh, that buzz? You know, there's, there, there's, uh, it's, a, it's sort of mixed feelings because... Coming down the steps at the end of the show, 10,000 people standing up and, and clapping and, and screaming for the for the encore. It's the greatest feeling in the world. It's a high that can't yeah. be replaced. But for me now, it's bringing up new talent. You know, Brennan, uh, we'll, we'll be doing our 25th anniversary show uh, in Dublin. And uh, 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 most of the dancers, almost all of the dancers on stage that night, weren't even born, born. when yeah. I did the opening night in 96. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, wow. and I'm proud to see them become stars. You know, that's the big thing. My job is to try and make stars out of each and every one of them. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's it. You, you, when you come to that second half of life, it's time to start giving something back, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you about hats, Michael? Victor Blackley wore a great collection of hats. Are, are you a hat person in day-to-day life? You know, uh, yes, uh, I, I, I have to tell you the people that did the wardrobe did a great job, uh, but they didn't have the right stuff. Everything I wore in the movie <laughs> is the stuff I wear in my everyday life. Yeah. It's my wardrobe, and, and I've always worn uh, Berluti shoes, Brioni suits, and my Borsellino hats. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm, when, I'm a, a founding member of Hartford Street in London, and whenever I go in, I went in one night without the Borsellino hat, and the lady said, Mr. Flatley, we didn't recognize you when you came in without your hat. <laughs> you see, uh, I, they, I got a little teasing from some of the Irish guys. Yeah, yeah. You see, I, like I could wear a baseball hat or I could wear a woolly hat, but I don't think I'd have the kind of chutzpah to wear like a flat cap or a fedora or a Hamburg or that kind of thing. Do you just have to kind of go for it initially and brazen it out, Yeah. No, I think you just don't think of it, Brendan. Don't, don't think, think about, about any of those things. Uh, you know, nobody cares what what I look like. It's it's about the film. It's about the character. It's 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 different than all that. You know what I I kind of live by this great saying. You know, you wouldn't worry so much about what other people think about you if you realized how little they actually do. So true. So true. Yeah, and, and listen, la- just la- get up and get on with it. And 
be yeah. yourself. They think, why would I change to suit everybody else? Just yeah, and everyone else, everyone else is taken, as they say. Listen, lots That's of it. warm texts. Um, Bernard from Finglas was in touch straight away as we started to say Blackbird, really, really underrated. Uh, another texter saying, I really admire the fact that Michael does stuff and creates. He employs people. I have a lot of time for him. Tell Michael we're all looking forward to vis- him visiting the White Horse in Kilcullen. That's from uh, Alan. Uh, great to hear, Michael. He's lifted my day from Patrick. Um, Michelle in Dublin says, and, and I think this is something you will uh, agree with. Michael Flatley seems to appreciate everything life has offered him. He's a worker and conscious of giving opportunities back to others. But, you know, yeah. a lot of times people might resent a guy who uh, has done very well, uh, very successful, living in Monte Carlo. But I think you are really grateful for all of it still, aren't you, Michael? You don't take any of it for granted, do you? Brendan, I thank God every day. Uh, at the end of the day, my heroes are the people that get up and go to work every day. I grew up in Chicago uh, digging ditches and being in fights and stu- silly things as well, but, but I grew up working hard. To th- the fact that I'm here right now, it's a miracle from God. How could I not thank God every day for what I have? I honestly, honestly do. Uh, and um, before we're done, I just have to give a big shout out to the Irish rugby team because this is their year. Mm-hmm. This is their year for the for the World Cup. I'm so excited to see them, and my God, what a team they have! Uh, and you'll be there, will you? Remarkable. Will you be I'll in be France? There. Yeah, yeah. I, I try never. I try. We've got seats at the Aviva. I try to never miss a game, a home game. Uh, just to support them, we've we've got France up first, and I know we've got England the day after Patrick's Day, so it's going to be an exciting Six Nations, and then off to the World Cup. Have you ever gone in and spoken to them motivationally? Oh no, I don't think I need to. I think those lads well, are so I, fired I, I up. Don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I know maybe good... you go in and have a chat sometime, and and no, uh, you got you got a lot of wisdom there and a lot of determination. So, oh my God! They, 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 you see those lads uh, uh, down on the field. You can hear the hits when you're there live. Yeah, and, uh, they, I don't think they need any encouragement. <laughs> they're all they're all here. They have nothing to learn eyes, from honestly. Michael Flatley. Okay, that's for sure. That's okay. for sure. I, I was speaking to Andy Farrell one day uh, after one of the games, the coach, and you know, just a really classy guy. Everything he does, he does for the success of that team. And I can see why they believe in him. He's he's done a remarkable job. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, listen, so Blackbird is available as video on demand with the streamers here now. And I believe you've just confirmed a cinema release in Canada. Is that right, Michael? That's correct, yeah. It's, uh, we're on uh, Sky Cinema, Amazon, uh, iTunes, uh, Virgin. It's a whole, there's a whole slew of places that it's available so people will find it yeah so i hope they enjoy it you know uh it it's it, it i'm just delighted that i got it done and let's see what god brings us next uh, and people can go to lord of the dance.com for tickets to lord of the dance um oh michael before you go have you been following the scandals in the world of irish dancing are you disappointed by all that uh yeah i i am disappointed uh i think that it's Obviously, in my opinion, it's disgraceful to take advantage of the innocence of a child. Uh, I won't say any more than that. But okay. also, may I just say as well that the Irish Dance Commission has done a remarkable job in keeping that art form alive. And there are a lot of great, great people associated with that organization. And I take my hat off to them. In fact, I've recently, uh, Brendan, arranged to start a brand new competition for them to to take them away from the you know 
my dream is to get everybody to use their arms and their acting and their facial expressions and dance. So I'm, I'm starting a freestyle competition at the World Championships this year in Montreal for the older dancers. And hopefully that will bring back more focus and, and, and you know, just help them a little bit to shine a pos- positive light on it because Irish dancing needs to go forward. We don't need to go backward. We need to go forward and we need to look after those young people and, and give them their fair shake. Okay, Michael Flatley, always a pleasure. You're a gent. Thank you. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks a million and thanks to all your listeners. Not at all. Thank you. Back to bed now or a cup of coffee, I'd say, for you. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1.